God states his worldview in the scripture. God says, this is my worldview. And if you want to agree with me, if you want to have hope, if you want to understand life, number one, I want you to know that you are worshiping and following, and God has declared in writing in the Bible that he himself is the only eternal, only self-existent, only creator of everything. He is the only uncreated entity anywhere. Everything else has an origination. He is before all things, and by him all things consist. Not one sparrow hops along the sidewalk apart from God allowing it and through his universe empowering it, keeping it alive to hop. See, that's, that's the very start of a worldview is who is the originator of everything. Nothing, no one, random chance, chaos, evolutionary something, or God, biblically defined God. Number two, God says, I have revealed my desires in the direct propositional truth of the Bible. Did you know right here, you, you want to choose a church uh, to, to attend anywhere? You know, I get letters all the time. People say, we're moving. What kind of church? Find one that believes that God him is the eternal self-existent creator. They might say they do. See if they do. Number two, has he revealed directly himself in the Bible? Is this the direct revelation of God, or is it just what churches in Kalamazoo are saying? You know, a church in our area recently voted and the congregation decided that God was not speaking through the Apostle Paul, that it was some other group, and that they, it was irrelevant to believe anymore what God's word clearly said about the role of women and also the role of marriage. And so in other words, they're going to ordain women and homosexuals are not gonna be talked about anymore. They can just do whatever they want as long as they are nice to each other. They voted that God's direct communication, they don't agree with. That's fascinating to me. And they're still considered a church founded by Christ, and they don't believe his word. And people still go there, unfazed because it's a political issue, and they're not going to be divisive. They're going to just love God. You know what I say? Which God is it you're loving? This one that's revealed himself, and, and he has revealed himself in person through Christ. Now, here's another interesting thing. People see a kind of a dichotomy that there's this Old Testament God, why he's the one telling him to exterminate all those Canaanites, and he's a bad one. But Jesus would never do that. Jesus wouldn't hurt. I mean, he says, I don't condemn you, I forgive you, and he fed everybody and healed everybody, and he wasn't divisive. And when he was, we're not sure it really is. The gospel writers might have added that. And they see an Old Testament God and a New Testament God. And you know what Jesus said? If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Jesus said, I and my Father are what? One. Yeah. There aren't three gods, there's one. Three persons, one God. And if you've seen Christ, you've seen God. And if you've seen Christ, he's the same one saying, kill every single person in Jericho, except for Rahab and her family. That was Christ. Because he was the angel of the Lord that came down and told Joshua to do it. He was God, a theophany, an embodiment physically of God. It's the same God. 
And he has revealed himself. The exact representation of God is Jesus Christ. And God's declared his word, the Bible, is absolutely accurate. God has declared absolute morals. What's right, what's wrong? Absolute truth that, that you can believe in. His worldview is I have absolutes. He said salvation is unearnable and undeserved. It's not following the five pillars of Islam. It's not following the sacraments of works of Rome. It's not going to Salt Lake City and being, you know, baptized into the Mormon church and putting your hand through and shaking and wearing uh, holy underwear and following the, the uninspired writings of Joseph Smith. It's not going door to door every Saturday as Jehovah's false witnesses. It's not that. It's in a salvation that's unearnable and undeserved offered by the creator himself who has his arms outstretched. It says in 2 Corinthians 5, to it God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. While Christ's arms were stretched out on the cross, he was saying, come unto me all you who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you a salvation you can't earn and you never will deserve and I'll give it to you as a gift. It's a free offer of salvation if you'll and the pictures Jesus gave of people getting saved are very picturesque. Remember the publican and, and the Pharisee? The publican wouldn't even lift his face toward God. He says, I'm unworthy. God, be merciful to me, the sinner. And you know what Jesus said? The guy who said, I'm not as bad as him, went home as lost as he came, the Pharisee. But the publican, went home justified. What does justified mean? God offers a salvation that only God could have invented. It's a salvation that the creator himself bears the sins and suffers like he committed all the sins of every creature that would ever receive him for their salvation. That's what Jesus did on the cross. That's the only truth. That's the heart of worldview two. Really should be worldview one because it was the original one but it's the minority view that God became sin for us in Christ and offers us a gift that we don't deserve and we can never earn by joining, baptizing, giving, working hard, trying hard, going and having a couple more masses said for us or going to Mecca. And God, the same God that did everything else plus these four, has described the absolute span of history to the end. And so... What we have is, if we are to follow God and love him, we should embrace as the center of our worldview what the Bible says. And, and what does the Bible say? Well, God has spoken and we should listen to him. And what is God speaking? It's the Bible. And what is one thing that he has said, just one of the 1,189 chapters in the Bible, is in Isaiah. And what does Isaiah say that we need to do? It says, if you have a worldview that is dominated by God's word in the Bible, it will produce, because remember, your worldview is how we respond to life. If your worldview is dominated by God through his word, it produces compassion. Now, wait a minute. When God revealed himself in human form, Jesus' primary emotion was compassion. God already told you God is love, and whoever is born of God, loves. So God is a love-filled, compassionate person, and when we have his worldview, we become that way.